Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. Today, we are with Mr. M for Season 2, Episode 6, The Evolution of Mr. M. Let me do it again, because I didn't like the with Mr. M evolution of Mr. M. It's too much. Too much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, ready? Ready? Chapter one. Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On in Our Heads. How you doing? I am well. I'm right well. now. You're well. What did you say when I first saw you? You said I'm awake and not crying. Oh yeah, yeah. I said I'm awake <laughs> and not crying. That's true. That is that is uh, something that I have been prone to say lately uh, uh, in meetings and uh, to close friends and uh, or anyone who will listen. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally stealing that, by the way, because I never know what to say when people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, uh, I usually will go like hanging in there or like just living right. the dream. Right. But now. Right. Uh, my other my other uh, thing that I say is fine. It's fine. <laughs> just like that no <laughs> no change in that affectation is always fine it's fine hearing you now say it's fine reminds me when i first met you we worked together at uh it was our it was my first tech company and i remember shadowing you for whatever reason on one day I and don't i remember why you would do that i don't yeah. remember either <laughs> And I remember sitting behind you and I think you introed it like, welcome, this is like my world of pain or something. <laughs> and like you were sitting in your chair and just like, I was like, oh my gosh, who is this character? Like, who is this person? <laughs> I, I became known for uh, slinking low in my desk chair with my monitors <laughs> soaring over me, <laughs> yeah. like basically laying down uh, while working. Uh, and, and that has unfortunately followed me uh, to this day as I can't never seem to mount my monitors in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, G-Rex, his cubicle could, the two of you ha could have a competition of cubicles because we've talked about your cubicle in previous episodes where you had a roof and a curtain. There was like all this stuff happening. I never happening. had any of that, no. He, it was but he had he had a fireplace. <laughs> so oh I mean, God. yes, that, that, that is true. It was an electric <laughs> fireplace, uh, that we had brought into the office. A coworker of mine had brought into the office and, uh, we kind of set it up in the back and then she left. Um, and then I just, I absorbed it and then, uh, uh, we were not. We were no longer allowed to plug it in because I think we had also uh, <laughs> taken out half electrical in the office. Uh, <laughs> Bizzle, were you around for that? You were. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so right. So I think we had taken out the electrical in the office, and they were like, "Yeah, you could never do that again." I think then the fire chief had come through, and um, so then we just we we put a a, a picture a photocopy of uh, flames uh, in the front of the fireplace, and then that is how it stayed uh, yeah. for the remainder of my my tenure there. And then I actually bequeathed it to whoever was taking my my spot in that desk uh, at that point. So I don't know whatever happened with that fireplace, but yep. I'm just saying, Drex, meet your match. <laughs> We could have made a cabin together. Yeah, we could have. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
roast awesome. marshmallows in the office. That's the same reason that everybody got told to turn off their heaters in the office, too. It's because we kept shorting out the electric. <laughs> uh, this thing had, like, a heating coil. Like, I mean, like, it, you could literally, it would glow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, yeah, it was, we you know, were not doing good things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, that's on right. On the same circuit, basically. Yeah, all the servers are on the same circuit in a closet. <laughs> I forgot about that. Bad idea, friends. Bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, I mean, that that kind of, like, intros, like, how my impression of who you were when I first met you was, like, this person with a fireplace and his cubicle that introduced it as, like, his house of pain or whatever it was. And then, so a bit eccentric is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I loved it because it's I, I gravitate towards different and new and refreshing, right? Like that's kind of the type of friends I think that we have. At least <laughs> thinking of our friend group is pretty uh, much. I like mean, that. they are a very diverse group of individuals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that G-Rex how you got included. slunk into me? Uh-huh, because yeah. I'm a little eccentric. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. exactly. Like I'm, I definitely love that stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, kind of giving a quick little intro, like, that's how we know each other. Um, You're definitely, I would say, while you're still the same person now, a little different, a little bit more life experience under your belt. Indeed. And that's kind of why we have you here today. You have a very interesting story in terms of, like, who who is Mr. M today? Yeah, right, right. Well, uh mildly successful, uh, you know, but I've had a, yeah, I've had a lot of a lot of changes in my life. Uh, I don't think I've had um, longer than a seven year period in my life that has been identical. Right. So, um, you know, when I first, uh, you know, cause that original company was also my first tech job as well. But I, a few years prior to that, I was 2009. Um, prior to that, I'd worked for a huge mega corporation that operates theme parks in Orlando, Florida. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> The only was, two that you can right. guess from. <laughs> I I was in charge of about a million dollars worth of camera equipment and only making twelve forty three an hour. <sighs> um, right, and I was personally <laughs> responsible for the for the that equipment um, to a degree. Um, you know, obviously my leader was ultimately responsible for them, but he would put all the onus on me if something were to happen. Like if there a, a bin of cameras were to catch on fire, that would be my problem. <laughs> uh, so, so I was only making 1243 and then, um, uh, you know, I wasn't going to reference this person very much, but I, you know, I have been married, uh, several times. Uh, this was wife. Uh, this is my first wife. She basically said, you need to find a better job. <laughs> like th- that was literally the conversation. She was like, we cannot live with both of us because she, she you know she also worked for the same mega corporation operating theme parks in orlando florida um uh, in a different role making a, a little bit more than i was um and she's like we, we can't do this um this isn't isn't working and so she you know had agreed to try to find other employees well it wasn't a one-sided thing right but that's how i ended up at at first company you know through some uh, references and um my background 11 years at that company, um, you know, at the huge mega corporation operating theme parks in Orlando, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, right. So I had gotten into this position and I kind of, uh, 
every time I change something in my life, I always go, oh, God, what have I gotten myself into? Um, and that's, you know, happened quite frequently um, throughout my my life. But really, the story really starts is right when uh, that relationship uh, with wife number one was ending. Um, we had kind of uh, grown, uh, you know, Apart, I mean, I mean that's a common right th- refrain, right? You've grown apart. Um, you no longer have the same values. You no longer are going in the same direction as far as your your life trajectory. Um, I was content working in the role that I was in at uh, this, you know, the the company that where you and I met, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they wanted to go back to school, and so we set up our lives for them to be able to do that. And through schooling, they realized that they were not happy with their station in life and where they were um, and decided to want to make a change. And then um, we had this, I still remember this conversation. We were walking around the campus of the school she was enrolled in at the time. And she's like, I will look for schools where you want to live. It just can't be Florida. And I went. But my family's here, and we own a house here. All of our friends are here. Why? Right. Why do you want to, you know, do this? And she couldn't answer that per se. I mean, I'm sure she had her reasons, and you know, and, that, and that's all fine. But it was that kind of moment that I was like, "Huh? Well, I don't know how we're going to resolve this." And then, so that was probably in August or maybe even October of 2011. And by January 1 of 2012, uh, I remember I was sitting in our living room. She, uh, she wakes up, looks at me and says, I'm not ready to have this conversation yet. And, and then goes use the bathroom and then goes back to bed and gets up a you know a couple hours later and was like, hi, so I want to separate. Wow. And I was like, Oh, oh, okay. Uh, uh I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right? Was that actually I, the response? I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't like upset. Like, and that's yeah. kind of how you know. Like, you know, like it's that it's over, right? Is like you go, okay, huh? <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I suppose. But what does that mean for all of the stuff that we own right. together and that we, right. We already sold our house that we, that we own together. So, and I think that was part of her trying to shore up herself. Mm. So that way she could make that declaration at some point in the future. And I, you know, again, I don't begrudge her any of that. Right. Like, in fact, that was a, a relief. Um, I mean, I know I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. Um, and it just, it just wasn't a good fit any longer. So um, we continued to live together for several months, like five months after that, um, and and uh, and she so she was trying to get herself to be able to go and move back up north, be with her family, go to school. So um, you know, we just kind of lived separate lives in the same space mm-hmm. um, for a period of time, um, and just kind of held on for dear lives until uh, the that change was able to happen and. My God, what a what a sense of relief once that was over. Um, we're still friends on Facebook, which is hilarious to me because um, we're both so damn stubborn that I think we're just like we're okay with just just hanging out like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll only interact with her posts if it's like something about someone I know, uh, and it's very rare. And it's usually like 
when her grandmother passed away, I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Right. The, this person was 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 a really good person. Um, we had a cat together that passed away. Aww. So I was like, oh, I'm really glad to you know, hear that she was loved, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. So um, and that's just the, you know, being I, a decent human. I'm trying to be a decent human. Right. Like I don't have like I said, I do not hold a negative emotion in my body about her other than how we interacted together against each other. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a big regret. And as it wasn't like there was any yelling or screaming or anything, it was just we were never honest with each other. Right. We were never like, like I like the, the moment of honesty came when she was like, I want a separation. And I was like, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, OK. And, and that's kind of where we, we, we set off from there. You know, and I, I remember her, I remember also another thing where like after we had separated and we're going through the divorce um, and uh, and like there was something to do with our phone plan. And like she was trying to move her phone to like to another plan and. And like she called me up and she's and uh, I was like, okay, yeah, what do I need to do here? What do I need to give you to get this to happen? And and, uh, and she was like, I can't believe you're like you're being this cool about stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I just what what good would it do me to be a jerk? Right. <laughs> just to screw with you? I mean, no, I'm not that kind of. Pr- I'm not just going to try to screw with you, right? Like you have to give me real good reason uh, to even. Uh, Act on. I mean, I have thoughts. Oh man, I have thoughts. But <laughs> but to actually act on it, no, no, yeah. no, um, not in the slightest. Um, it's not worth your time. Not worth my time. Not worth anyone's time, really. So, so, uh, Mister M, I have a question. For yeah, you. please. So, were, was your family really like? Were they supportive of you or in helping kind of get through this? Or you know, um, the, here's the the kicker is that. My mother said to me, well, we never really thought she was a good fit for you anyway. Like, cool. Ooh. You could have said that eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, but that's one of those journeys. It's one I of those, think. Right. It's one of yeah. those things, right. That you're like, if I heard, like, I mean, as a shithead 24 year old, right. I would have been like, you don't know what you're talking about, mom. I'm in love. Right. <laughs> right. It's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I'm an adult. I can almost rent a car. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) So, so yes, they were supportive in that they were like, "Hey, we're we're happy. We're gonna help. We're gonna help you out uh, to get through this. If you need assistance with, you know, like I don't know, like if you need a, a." couple bucks here or there to help you know right. like offset the Get cost of things and mm-hmm. then fine we'll we'll do that and they did and um you know that's I, I was very lucky to have parents that were able to do that and family able to do that but then uh cue uh cue the the the, the really the the second act of my life chapter two this the single mr m i mean right mr m uh on his own was only single three months two months i mean it felt it felt fast for the friend group like we were like oh but we were also very supportive because yeah yeah. as soon as we met who who you'll talk about next like it was a it was a breath of fresh air and i think it's because when i met you in your first relationship you could you know you can just tell like it's a heavy feeling like there's a vibe there that's just like bringing the bringing the group down a little bit and so when we met who he's going to talk about next it was just like ah oh, right right okay. completely different yeah. person completely yeah. different it was like person. somebody turned the lights on in my house right. it was like whoa 
so bright in here. I love it. Yeah. Right. And in fact, in effect, a lot of my sense of uh, of worth and and style even, uh, I feel like, came from this relationship, right? So, you know, you and G-Rex are, are commenting on the, uh, you know, the room we're sitting in now, that we're sitting in a gallery with artwork, and a lot of that, uh, and, and the, the, you know, the pieces that are, are here, yes, while they are a direct reflection of myself and my current partner, um, a lot of my sense of style and, and being drawn to pieces such as this were because of that relationship I had. That's so interesting. Right. It's like, it, to me, it sounds like, and this could be totally wrong, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you found who you, who you were. Correct. That's that so is absolutely interesting. Correct. Yep. As I was finally able to breathe and, and, and figure out, uh, I, I wasn't just trying to placate someone, right? I wasn't just trying to, uh, find a little bit of something that I could, uh, I could hang on to. It was, it was, I was literally finally able to just be like express an opinion about something and not be shot down. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. That's super important in any relationship. So you got, you had a chance to just be you and figure out who you were. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was, uh, I, uh, it, you know, like, right. It really, it really gave me a sense of, of, uh, of who I could be. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I liked that. It was a good, it was a good feeling. Now, um, that relationship, uh, actually is still ongoing, not in a, not in a, like a polyamorous kind of way. Cause there's a whole, whole reason why, uh, why she is still around. Um, so I mean, I suppose I should probably kind of elaborate and explain on the, on that. So when, um, Wife number two and I had met the one of the very first things that we talked about was how she considered herself to be pansexual. So meaning uh, attraction to anyone regardless of of what their meat suit looks like. Right. And uh, and I thought, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I've been on dates with women, you know, like like, great. Awesome. No, no problem. That's that's awesome. That's good for you. I love it. Uh, and, uh, and there was never any like, um, like thinking about, um, like, oh, that's so weird or so wrong or right. Nothing like that. Nothing ever like that. Um, I was always very supportive. And in fact, at at points in my, in, in our relationship, I would, you know, I would say, do you, do you miss this or do you miss that? Right. And, and it was usually just no, but, uh, she has had a journey as well. (laughs) Um, but not to 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 downplay um, anything, and not to kind of fast forward. But really, this person is is you know they came along. I was able to transition to you know basically the person I am today. Um, they made me a better person. Yeah. They made me uh, just by existing, right? Just by wanting to uh, to be able to meet them in a in a way, right? Was yeah. was uh, was all of that. However. Big asterisk. Um, the reason why things changed is that after a while, um, she would say to me, I uh, do not like the way I look. I do not like the way I feel. And I've and um, and so that put intimacy on a hold mm-hmm. with her. And um, whenever we did have uh, physical intimacy, that it, it always felt um, forced. And. Uh, nothing natural yeah. about it. So, and that I would say that probably started happening around 2015, 2016. 
uh, was when that really got in full swing. Um, and, um, you know, I had been, I, I remember, I remember the, the, the moment very vividly, uh, when my life kind of flipped upside down with her was, um, I had been somewhere, it might've been a, a work conference or it was, I was out with friends or, or what have you. And I came home and she was sitting in bed straight, sitting straight up and said, we need to talk. Ooh. And when you hear those words, yeah, you just gave your, me goosebumps from your yeah. romantic partner or, um, you know, your, your, your life, you know, person, your life partner, your spouse, what have you, um, it's bone chilling, right? Yeah. It is just like, yeah. oh, what's what's going to happen? And I thought the the words were going to be, I want a divorce. The words were not, I want a divorce. The words were a little different. They were, I'd like to open our relationship. Okay. And then she gave me a list of reasons. And the, the main reason was, is that she felt very attracted to women and wanted to explore that. I was like, Okay, I mean, and then she immediately went, oh, and then you could date too. I'm like, and, and you could date guys. And I'm like, I, hey, that, I don't think it works that way. Uh, you know, like. She just wanted you to she know wanted you had me, Right, and, and exactly. And well, that's true. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably get into that in a, in a minute. Um, but, you know, she, you know, she came you know, to me and was like, let's, you know, we can do that. So um, at the time, uh, she was also prepping for some uh, life altering uh, surgery, not uh, not uh, not gender affirming or anything like that. It was a, a gastric mm-hmm. type of surgery. And um, so uh, she had been on a couple dates, you know, this or that. She started seeing one, someone who lived four hours away and uh, that didn't work out. And I'm pretty sure that. Uh, that she was the side chick, not not the woman she was seeing, but her herself. My, but wife too, uh, yeah, was the side, and because it just everything felt sketchy. Can I ask a yeah. question? Yeah, please. As you're as you're saying this portion of it, mm-hmm. I'm very curious how I I can totally understand uh, a life partner mm-hmm. and this person that is your you care so much for and being supportive but did you feel any sort of way like hurt or oh yeah i mean i there there were times where i'd cry myself to sleep okay just literally just because it was it wasn't so much that i was sad it was i was overwhelmed with emotion yeah right because it, it was like i knew that things were changing and that was scary yeah Right. And that that wasn't like, oh, woe is me, poor me. But a lot, you know, sometimes it was like, I just wish she would call me like if she was on a date or whatever. I just just need you to just tell me you're safe. Right. Like it wasn't like like I'm so upset and mad at this. Right. Like it was never anything like that. It was always just like I was just overcome with with feeling like worried and upset and uh kind of unmoored right like like i didn't know what was going to happen and that was that was the part that was was the most like unnerving right um so yeah no totally (laughs) uh, i would i would never sit here and say oh no i was fine i was not fine i was not fine there was a lot of of I got, you know, I had gotten back into writing, uh, for a bit, uh, you know, whenever I'm going through a time of change is when I, 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 I write a ton. I just, you know, uh, word vomit all over pages, you know, just trying to get 
some form of thought. It's almost like a type of therapy, right? Is yeah. to just get all of this stuff out of my body so that I can then examine it right. <laughs> and go, what am I really feeling here? Right. Is, is, and that's how I would kind of approach all of that. And so, I mean, there's probably, uh, some very cringy uh, things that I have stored in my phone somewhere. Roses are red. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go back. Be, you'd have to be years. I'd go back now and look, but <laughs> so I, I can interject here, Mr. M. I went through something similar on my side. So prior to my, my current wife, my former partner uh, came out to me and said that she wanted to be with men. Mm-hmm. Now, we had been together for five years. Yeah, and it sucked. And mm-hmm. It hurt a lot. And, you know, my fear for her was, you know, because it was, you know, practicing unsafe sex, things like that, going out on dates with men that she'd never met before. And, yeah, it hurt like hell. But, you know, on the other side of that, I'm now with my current wife, and we've been together for 28 years. So probably it was meant to be. And she ended up getting married and having a son and, um, but yeah, it hurt like hell. It like, you know, here you have something with, with a partner and you're, you're all in and they want to be all out. So yeah, I totally get it. Right. I mean, th- and that's, and that's, you know, was a lot of how I was feeling, right. It was, was a lot of just like uncertainty. Right. And, and uh, not necessarily rejection, um, but definitely rejection of of my physicality, right? right? I don't. It wasn't personal, right? <laughs> right, and and so personalizing it, you know, at first was was kind of how you get by it, right? You're like, oh, this is terrible. I hate it. Everything sucks. But then when I would start to examine it from an outside perspective, right, and that's what I what I always try to do is try to be empathetic, is is figure out well, how does this person feel and what factors are affecting them. Um, it's not easy. Uh, it doesn't come ultimately natural to me, but it is more natural nowadays, right? As I can go, well, they're having some trouble with this thing in their life. And that's obviously coloring what's going on here. And, you know, it's kind of trying to remember that is that every, that it, (laughs) that no one's thinking about you directly. The only person thinking about you directly is you. (laughs) Right. So Mm -hmm. like remembering like, Hey, this thing that feels real personal, it's probably not. It might maybe 25%, but probably not most of it, right? Like it's not personal. It's something that it's a journey they're on that they got to figure out their stuff. So right. I mean, right. It does suck though. It does it sucks being on the receiving end of that. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Like 100%. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm I never want to go through that again. Uh It sounds I, it almost sounds like you were both a blessing to each other though because mm-hmm. while she helped you be yourself you were also on the other same for her right right and in fact so that that leads me then to two days before my birthday in 2019 in january um she says we need to talk (laughs) (laughs) right and i went i went here it comes (laughs) and she says i think i'm a lesbian and i went yeah, no shit. <laughs> You're like, welcome. <laughs> I was like, I figured this out months ago. That's why I've been having such a hard time and feeling so overwhelmed is because I know you're attracted to women that look like me without a beard. <laughs> she, she, she 
totally into the into the butch and soft butch aesthetic. Hey, I get I mean, it, man. I, I, I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's not my deal, but fine, right? And then so her next questions were, well, what do you want to do about it? I was like, I don't know. I mean, this is not brand new information, right. but coming from you, it's brand new information. She's like, well, do you want a divorce? And I said, no. <laughs> I said, this, you know, our relationship works. And we were living in separate rooms at the time. Like, we had already decided that that was the best plan of action. Or we were going to live in separate rooms. I think it was just like kind of like this inciting incident was was that. And um, so, you know, we had we just decided like, hey, we're going to live. We're going to be a, 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 a married uh, entity, a legal entity. Um, but we are going to live um, our romantic lives separately and we'll we'll come together for like, you know, f- holidays and family and family and dinner and all that kind of stuff. And and that worked sort of. This concludes part one of episode six, where we leave you with an exciting cliffhanger. Join us next week to hear the exciting conclusion to the story of Mr. M. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.